everyone. I'm Chris White. And I'm Stevens Brown. And we are from Cat Pest Control Insulation. We want to thank you again for downloading our podcast. And uh, we're really glad you took the time to listen to us. This is part four of our four-part series. Right, Steven? Yeah, wrapping up the uh, the last one of, of attic capping, no doubt. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about the wrap-up of the job, the cleanup, kind of the final things you want to do uh, at the end of the, uh, the attic capping. So when you're uh, getting ready to leave. What are some of the things we got to do? Yeah, so now that we've 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 blown the job, everything's done. Well, now it's time to to wrap up, you know. So so once we finish blowing that last bit of tap up in the attic, you know, we we, we want to wait for the things to settle. You know, we want to begin our our cleanup process, so to speak. So you know, we we like to get out of the attic. You know, go back inside the trailer, and the first thing we want to do is look to take our PPE off. Right now, I have made the mistake and taken my PPE off inside the customer's house before and engaged in conversation and and dusted their entire floor. Right? <laughs> Sometimes you won't re- won't realize how much you know. Yeah, that stuff gets, it gets caught in places you don't want it to. And when you take it off, you take off a you know a, a mask or or even goggles or something. It gets caught up on the top and it just goes all over the floor. <laughs> yep, exactly. So it's super important. You know, once you get done, walk. You know as carefully as you can out to that trailer and then start getting your PPE off and stuff like that. Um, just to minimize that dust, just exactly what we talked about and some of that tap. But, you know, once we get back to the trailer, you know, take our PPE, PPE off. Lord, I'm, I'm stumbling saying that today. <laughs> it's tying my tongue up. But, you know, after we get that off, you know, then we want to get the hoses back on the reel, right? We want to be as, as careful as possible, but it is super vital to do that. I know a lot of times it's we just want to kind of kink those things up and throw them in the trailer, but we want to be nice and neat. Um, we want to do the same thing for the power cords. Uh, make sure we, we unplug those, we get those wrapped up um, nice and neat and put back in their place. Um, you know, after that, you know, we mentioned being careful taking your PPE off in your trailer, but then we want to head back inside and, and take a, a brief overview look for any tap that, you know, may have fallen down around the scuttle hole or the attic hole entrance. Um, and we want to sweep that up, you know, with our dustpan, our broom or our vacuum, um, potentially go over with a damp cloth, you know, whatever is needed, make sure we get all of that access up. And once we've done that, you know, then we want to start gathering up our, uh, our protective, you know, we've laid our plastics, our corner protectors, uh, any kind of painter tape. We want to start peeling all that up. Um, getting everything back inside the trailer, make sure we've left it, you know, better than we found it, so to speak. And so I like to, you know, even after we've cleaned all that up, I like to go back in, you know, and make sure that uh, everything's been done correct and do like a final sweep check, so to speak, just to make sure we don't have any few specks of tap laying around uh, and just kind of do a finalized check there. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the thing is, I mean, right now you, you really want to leave the house um, as, as clean as you can, even cleaner than when you got there in some respects. Yep. Right? You want to make sure you're kind of going through everything and you know, take pick up your drop cloths, make sure you're rolling them up together, make sure you're not leaving anything behind. And then, of course, um, you know, making sure and, and when you go back in the house to do all that, it's a good idea if you were wearing PPE in the attic. Um you know, make sure you dust yourself off real well if you're taking off your PPE. But um, also uh, put the booties back on because there's a good chance you're going to have cellulose on your feet and so forth. So uh, maybe put a new new set of uh, 
of uh, booties on yeah. to uh, protect from going in there, so you're not tracking any dirt. That's a that's a really good point. I forgot. Yeah, make sure when you take that you know initial PPE off, you're taking that stuff off, and then when you go back in the house to check, you know, make sure that your that your feet are clean because you won't realize it, but sometimes those you know, whatever footwear you're wearing, the treads, you know, it tap will get up in there and you'll end up tracking that stuff back in. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. So then, you know, we, we talked about it in the last episode, too, about putting the copies of the warranty up. So, you know, but I think it, it bodes well to remind everybody again that, you know, it's good to have two copies of that attic card or the warranty. It's available on our website. Uh, you put one copy up there in the attic, uh, stapled to a uh, to a joist or, or somewhere up there that uh, is visible as you walk into the attic. Then give one to the homeowner. Yep. Um, and then that way they can file it with their records. But it's good to do that. Always always have that uh, two copies there at the end of the job ready to go. And then um, you know you want to go ahead and if the homeowner wants to take a look at the job, it's certainly okay. But you want to give them. You know, a little time, give them, you know, a good 20 to 30 minutes, let the dust settle up there before you, you go back and uh, have the homeowner go up so they don't uh, have to look through the, the dustiness of it. Yep. Um, and just take a look, have them take a look there. That's fine. Um, it's always good. Maybe snap a few pictures for yourself. Um, have that on hand just for your records, too. Yep. Um, to, to file with the job itself so you can see what was actually installed and what it looked like when you left. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it pairs very well, kind of j- just the timing of it all. You know, when you get done, come down, take your PPE off, clean everything up. And by that time, that's usually 20 or 30 minutes. You know, get the hoses wrapped, get the cords, get everything, you know, tidy, ready to roll out. And that gives you ample of time, enough time for that dust to kind of settle up there and, and give that homeowner a peek if they want to. So the timing usually works pretty perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so as you're uh, cleaning everything up and you and you think you're all set, maybe you've uh... – you know, you get, a, get yourself a wet rag, kind of wipe down any handrails or anything like that where the dust may have settled on there where, where you've been walking through or where the tap could have uh, gotten to. You just go ahead and wipe that off. When you're done, you know, make sure the uh, – it, it's always a good idea if the customer's there to have them walk through with you. Yep. And just kind of do a work area check. Hey, what do you think? We, uh, we cleaned up everything, you know. And same with the outside around the truck. Make sure you're doing that as well. You don't want to leave a big pile of – tap in somebody's driveway or um you really don't want to leave it on their lawn yeah or leave a trash Uh, bag sitting somewhere (laughs) yeah well yeah that too but i I, a lot of times with the uh you know with tap a lot of people don't understand that uh they they sometimes think that because the uh it's paper and then oh it'll just kind of go away in the lawn and you know, that's, it is also one of the materials they use for seeding. You know, that green stuff they put out in front of someone's house. Yeah, like a mulch. Put seed in. Yeah, it's a, it's a paper mulch. There's different types, and paper is one of them. And um, they think, oh, it'll be fine if I leave it in there. It just acts as a mulch. And that's actually not true. Uh, the borates that are in there, because it is a salt-like material, it's going to kill the grass. Yep. So... Uh, contrary to what you might think, don't don't leave it on someone's lawn. It will it will brown their lawn, and that's never a, a good thing either. So um, you want to make sure you're you know you got a vacuum or your broom, and you're in the hard surface, and you and you vacuum all that up and get that out of there. Um, make sure that they uh, you don't leave any of that behind. Yeah, no, it may be, may seem easy just to neglect that a little bit or sweep it down the driveway, but but don't do that. Make sure we're getting up every little bit we can. No doubt. 
Yeah. And so, you know, as we're, you know, as you're getting the approval and everything's cleaned up, you're ready to run, you know, as you're doing some of those final things, it sometimes is a great idea to, you know, maybe send out one of your, uh, one of your helpers or one of, one of the folks on the job to run up and down the street real quick with some door hangers. Yep. You know, we often, uh, you know, oftentimes people are going to be looking like, what are they doing over there? What are they having done? You just kind of hang that door hanger that, hey, we just did some tap over down the street. If you're interested, let us know. Yep. Uh, that goes a long way because that homeowner may, they may be friends with the homeowner that had it done and they may come over or they may just be good acquaintances. They see them next time and say, Hey, I noticed you had some work done. Yep. Oh yeah. Not to, not to hang a negative term, but most time neighbors are, neighbors are nosy. You know, (laughs) when they see that tap install truck doing that work, you know, they, they want to know what's going on. And we've, we've heard countless testimonies of, of companies be super successful kind of with referrals, you know, they see what's going on. Well, odds are, you know, if they've got a bad attic or let's say, you know, it's been ruined by, you know, rodents and they need a remediation program or bats or something. Well, guess what? Odds are those neighbors have the exact same problem. Yeah. And you know, it's always, it is fairly true that once you get into a, say a subdivision or something somewhere, you can spend a lot of time there doing multiple houses because, you know, it's human nature that if, uh, you know, if I know the Jones is down the street and, you know, they chose someone to do some work and I talk to them about it, well, I'm, it's pretty likely that I'm going to go with that same company because I know that, you know, Mr. Jones is a smart guy and he probably did his research and uh, I'm going to use, I'm going to use his uh, time to go ahead and choose the same yep. person. And, Absolutely. Uh, so long as they didn't, so long as they didn't have a negative experience and talk badly, then a good chance you're going to go ahead and get that next job and so on so really utilize that as an opportunity you know in addition to follow up at the end you know you want to usually i tell folks to go you know after 30 or 60 days maybe wait till they they get that next utility bill maybe they see a difference on there they they feel the difference in the home um you know and, and go back and How's everything? Is it what you expected? Have you received another utility bill? Did you save? Did you notice any savings? Things like that. And then obviously followed up with, well, is there anybody else that I could, uh, that you think might benefit from the service that I could talk to? And, you know, it just might be Mr. Jones down the street who <laughs> yep, <laughs> was looking for, for some work. Oh, but no. Very, whatever. I was going to say very true. I was actually uh, one of the last companies I was dealing with and kind of training. And it was actually their first launch. We were doing a training, you know, and we had the neighbor come over and say, hey, what do you guys got going on? We were kind of explaining, oh, this is what we do. This is, you know kind of doing some training, but he said, well, I would love for you guys to come inspect and take a look at my attic. Cause I, I have some of those issues and I'd love to, you know, have you guys take a look at it. And we were like, wow. <laughs> so it, it can definitely, yeah, it, it does work. Um, you know, there's, there's many ways to, to do that. I've also, you know, I've been on jobs like that in other industries where, you know, you're out there working and, and someone will walk by and kind of look. And if you just say, Hey, how you doing? You know, they'll, sometimes want to talk, well, what's going on? And, oh, we're doing this. So I, can you look at my house? I need yep. that. You know, and it's, you can spend a lot of time in one neighborhood. I, you know, you probably notice it. I, I do oh, yeah. like a lot of times roofers, we got a couple of big roofers that advertise. And once they get onto one street, it's, it's like a domino like, effect. It just, <laughs> yeah. It just keeps going right down. And like everybody calls them. And, you know, one of the things too, I, I'd like to bring up is, uh, you know, we're kind of on the thing of marketing here, but we're on the job wrap up, but, you know, prior to starting the job, I've seen people, uh, you know, put ads, you know, put door hangers on that say something to the effect of, uh, 
hey, we're going to be working at your neighbor's house on, on uh, this during this week. Yep. We're going to be running uh, vacuums and blowing machines. It might be a little noisy. Um, you know, if it bothers you, please come out and let us know. Here's my phone number. I'd be glad. You know, we'll try to work around whatever we can to, to accommodate you. We don't want to. Just those types of yep. things, you know, makes you look really, really good. Even though it's probably not going to bother anybody, not really loud enough to get it, you know, bother someone across the street yeah. with their windows closed or something. It's just a good gesture, and it gets them thinking about possibly. Oh, yeah. Properties. It's a great so, way to spark an initiative, uh, especially with the neighbors, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah, I mean, that, that should wrap up the job. We're out of there, and uh, – off to the next one. So yeah, so let's let's transition. Uh, we, we we got a question that came in last week, um, and this question came in from Miles in Denver, Colorado. And he said, he said, how high up, you know, with those four, excuse me, four seventy five and five seventy five, you know, in blowing insulation machines, what's the maximum amount of hose I can use, and how high up will they reach? That's that's a good question. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, well, I mean, it's always been my experience that I, I never want to go past two stories yeah. up, straight, straight up, um, and I and I've seen that where guys have tried to go three stories and, and just run a vertical line straight up, and you know that uh, it, that's tough to do. That, that's you're asking a lot to throw uh, for that blower motor to be able to push that material straight yeah. up. Um, it's always better if you try to go on an yeah. angle, uh, use the stairs run a little, you know, flatter surface. Uh, you can usually get to a third story uh, just fine if you're uh, giving it a little bit of angle. Um, as far as the amount of hose you can use, uh, they're designed to go about 200 yeah. feet. And, uh, but not yeah. straight up. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll go 200 feet, uh, you know, kind of out on there. If you go more than that, the problem you're going to run into is that material's coming out of the end of the hose and it's just falling out the end of the hose, then... Um, that's yep. a problem. You, you don't want it to go to, to do that. So you're you're going to be limited on the volume that you're going to, be able to push that way. And actually, many machines will hold fairly similar distances. It's not just the Crendels or or anything. Most of them are. They usually will cap out at about 200. So, but you know, 200 feet is usually enough to do any standard home. And you know, if you're working in commercial where it gets a little higher up, then a lot of times those jobs require lifts to get the machine. Yeah, up. you got to be. Uh, Got to be stores. portable sometimes, and sometimes for for those reasons, exactly what you said, you know, it is wise to sometimes we do have to pull a machine out of the you know the back of the trailer and and be uh and maneuver it to where where it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So good, good questions, Miles. Good question, Miles. Um, hopefully, we answered that. We'll send you out a uh, a little uh, swag pack, a little tap gift pack for you. And um, anybody else has any questions about it, please, you know, podcast tapinsulation dot com. You want to know uh, what your questions are? We'll be happy to answer them. Yeah, here. absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's move into the next portion. We've got the classic herd in the field. And again, you know, these are some stories that either we've heard from folks like you or have experienced ourselves. And so, Chris, what do uh, what do we have this week? Um, we had uh, blowing tap into a dark void. Um, was that one you had? Experienced yeah, yeah. With? That was one. It was actually here fairly recently. Um, I had a guy call in, and and again he said, uh, he goes, Stevens. He goes, we made a big mistake. I said, what's going on? He said, uh, he 
he said, you know, we had two new guys kind of join the crew and we had, we had done a couple training run throughs with them. But on this particular job, they, uh, they came across kind of a big dark void in the attic. Um, and they said they, they didn't block. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, he said they didn't block it off. They didn't investigate further. They just, they thought the right, uh, the right idea would be to, uh, pack it full of tap, you know? And so the guy running the hopper noticed he was, we're getting a little low on bags, but they weren't quite, you know, finished, finished enough square footage that they should have. And he said, when they finally got done, they came down and, uh, one of the closets, um, who they had done some drywall work and never, you know, repatched the ceiling to it was packed full of tap all over their clothes and shoes and just filled the closet full of tap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh boy. So if oh, you boy. are new, if you are new out there, guys, do not just blow tap mindlessly into uh, dark holes. <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when you, when you had that story, I actually have another uh, one that uh, kind of falls into the same yeah, category. Yeah, hit me with it. That, yeah, the, it was actually, I was at a, a job, um, this was a while back, but the uh, the company that was out doing the job, had they were doing mm. the church, and it was a big job, real big job, really kind of cool. Uh, they were they were kind of bringing the attic, didn't have anything in it, and they, they were blowing insulation into the attic they had done their calculations to figure out you know how much to put in and all that and they found that they were just using a ton more and what happened was is you know you you can kind of picture this on a church where the soffits come down kind of further than you would normally Mm -hmm. think they would Um, and so the church kind of with the angle that it had in the ceiling of a rounded angle it actually went down um, a couple of feet more than they had actually anticipated on hmm. their measurements. So uh, when you're dealing with a church, that ended up being um, over 100 bags oh, more boy. just for that area because of the size of that that ceiling. So, um, yeah, those are one of the things where you've got to, you know, you get these little dips or these funny little things in there. You gotta, you gotta yeah, if you start seeing some, some bag count or some coverage being seriously off, you may want to stop, pause, and just kind of, kind of do a scope over of what's going on with the situation, no doubt. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, well, that was, uh, that was great. We're, uh, I think that's it. That's what we have. If anyone has any other stories on these, again, podcast at tapinsulation.com. We'd love to hear your stories. Uh, they don't need to be funny. Uh, they can just be an interesting story or, or funny is always great too, but send it on into us a podcast at tapinsulation.com. We'd love to hear it. Um, so Stevens, uh, we just finished our yeah. four part series. I think we're, I think we're yep. planning another one, right? For, for, I don't know what the parts are going to be yet, but we're going to do another series yep. just like this on attic restoration yeah. that's coming up. It's going to, uh, going to be good. Just finished and, our uh, first one and we got attic restoration coming up. We don't have the exact layout yet, but it's going to be good technical kind of going through all the, the detailed steps of, uh, doing a restoration. So look forward to doing that one with you. Yeah, we should have that out in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll get that one started for you guys, and we uh, we appreciate you you tuning in. Uh, this show awesome. is over. Well, guys, it was fun. It was good. See you folks next time, and remember, keep those feet on the joist. Thanks, everybody. Be well.